I'm good. How are you doing this week? Good. Good. I'm so happy to hear from you, and I'm very excited about this week's topic. So we should get into it. Welcome. Yeah. To- Yay! Welcome to the Harlot Society podcast, a play to read, a play, a play, a place to rediscover your inner witchy bitch and connect with the community that's going to help guide you there. I'm Av, and I'm Kat. Wonderful, and I'm going to turn it over to you, if that's okay, to introduce this week's topic and kind of get into the intricacies, and we will discuss from there. Yeah. So this week, Av kind of texted me and said hey what do you think about this topic and I was like yes woohoo <laughs> topic is spell casting and I'm super excited yeah I am as well and I definitely feel like you being the researcher of our bunch um, <laughs> you definitely have a great outline to kind of give uh, I definitely have contributions, um, but it being me, it's always of the ephemeral kind, where it's like, man, let's talk about visualization and shit. So, <laughs> so I guess you know, I have, like my normal fashion, just to start off with the definition, you know, Google spell casting and see what you come up with. And what I came up with was an incantation, a charm, an enchantment, a spell, a ritual, uh, so the form of a magical formula intended to trigger a magical effect and mm-hmm. I really felt like that was it you know so I kind of did a little more digging but that was the best definition I could find and I, I really resonated with that and I was like well you know that kind of hit the nail on the head so that's yeah what we're gonna go with um and I like that they used it as a magical formula because kind of really what it is um it's yes. not you know, it's a little more complicated than just one plus one equals two. Um, and and I, I liked that. That just, I don't know, it set really well with me. So, Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, Absolutely love that. But then I found some more information. Uh, let's see. Spells are used to effect some kind of change, uh, to accomplish some magical action, to influence a particular event, uh, which is, you know, for kind of... As far as definition goes, I think that's pretty exact. Yeah. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. When I was thinking about it, I was like, okay, so what is a spell to me? Um, You know, the the way I thought about it was it's like stacking your magical deck of cards to be in your favor. Yeah. You get as much out of it as you put in. So the more you kind of stack your deck the more likely you are to get a good outcome. Yeah, that's absolutely beautiful. So I have this amazing, oh, I fucking love it. Okay, it's called Planner for a Magical Year. The witch who creates it is, her name is Amy Cesari. And she actually gives a brief uh, little description of the secret of spells, if that's okay that I read it from her really quick. And she says, the secret to powerful spells is in you. Your feeling and vibration in alignment with your true source of self or a higher power is what makes spells work. The secret isn't in having the right ingredients and doing all the steps in a particular order. It's in your ability to focus your intent and use your feelings, mind and soul to call in what you want and harness the energy of the earth, plants, stars, moons, planets, and whatever other creative forces of life you like to make things happen. And I absolutely loved that. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Yeah, 
yeah, Amy Cesari. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it just in looking and researching, I kind of got caught up a little bit on the invoke versus evoke um, when you're talking about spell work. Ooh. And, you know, I, I had never really considered there was a difference and just, you know, you invoke. And then I was like, okay. So then I started looking and I was like, okay, evoke, what's the difference? So to invoke is to call on, like, you know, you're calling out to a deity right. uh, or God, goddess, and you're really, you know, calling on them. And then to evoke is you're trying to get, get something. So gotcha. like more of a, a, a sign or an answer. Right. So for me, that's like, it's not really a huge difference. Because it's kind of the same thing. But yeah. when I started really digging into it, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I like that. So to invoke, you're just kind of like, hey, I'm down here. <laughs> Can and we bring in your evoke. energy? That'd be cool. Yeah. Right. To evoke, you're like, okay, listen up. Like, I need I need a yes or a no or a sign or something. I yeah. need you to, you know, to, to come forth. So I really liked just discovering that I don't know if it really I mean it, it applies but so just some fact or knowledge or whatever you guys want to call it yeah well I really love that because it kind of brings in this aspect of like the witch or the warlock being a co-creator as opposed to this kind of post Christian doctrine of us being like little worms and you know full of sin and all this bullshit Whereas going back to the practice of witchcraft, which is very, very old, it's more of this aspect of co-creation with the divine. Absolutely. And, you know, I was talking to a really close friend of mine the other day, and we were just having a conversation about, like, religion and spirituality and witchcraft. He kind of made a comment. And you tell me how you anoint things with oils, and it's like, well, I mean, that in itself is a form of witchcraft. So it was true, you know, just very interesting. Um, I used to work at a place that was very Christian, and we around each year it was, and we would anoint the doors, and we would say a prayer at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for a good, like, uh, a good outcome, basically. And, like, all I can remember is standing in a circle, holding hands with everybody, and, like, dude, y'all don't know how witchy this is. Like, thinking that to myself. <laughs> and, like, like, giggling to myself because we have, like, all these people in this giant circle, and they're, like, laying hands on each other and, you know, just really putting out some energy and vibration. And I was, like, look, I know, like, I, I, I get religion, but this is also, like, Incredibly witchy. Going. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, obviously I, I didn't say that because that's that, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like, yeah, no, so... we came up with it. And you're like, all right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It, it's cool. Whatever. <laughs> back, back to the, the hand it matters. So going down the spell, of course, I came along the whole casting a circle aspect of it. Mm. So, once we get there, I figure that'll be a big part of it. And yeah, I went down this giant rabbit hole and it was very informational, but 
kind of an overload of information at the same time. So, oh, excuse me. <laughs> Gesundheit. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm losing you a bit, Mom. Okay, so we can narrow it down. Like, oops. Yeah. Better. Okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry, you were getting into it? Um, it's just like trying to break it down into steps for yeah. everybody. And, you know, I, I went on a bunch of different websites and kind of broke it down into how they look at it. Beautiful. And everybody wants to go like six or seven steps. And I really think if you're reading one of those and you're like, okay, but, you know, my my spell casting process, you know, my spell work, I only have three steps. That's okay. You may have 23 steps. That's okay too. Like whatever works best for you. Yeah, absolutely. One thing Amy Cesari says, like right under the secret of spells that I loved is like her next step is break the rules. (laughs) And she says the first rule is to throw out any of the rules that don't work for you. And I feel like that definitely correlates to what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Hey. Yay. I feel like every time I get back, like in a recording with you, it's like very exciting. I'm like, oh, long time no speak. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) And like we said last time, our podcast, not totem mascot, is technical issues. So. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's, that's gonna be a, a difficult costume to create <laughs> well I did tech support so I'll I'll go ahead and reach out to my homies and see what we can come up with right Funny okay. question mark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like terrible old I don't know internet explorer browser that's never cleared its cache Ash. Yeah, the the AOL dial tone, or not AOL, but like the connecting, yeah, the connecting dial tone. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) oh, that's amazing. Okay, so you were saying, um, you you were going into the first steps. Okay, so probably the first step that that I guess one of the more important know your spell, like know (laughs) that not necessarily word for word, but know you know, your intent, what is your goal? Um, you know, if you go into the spell being crystal clear, you're going to outcome. So if you, if you don't, if you're like, okay, well, I found this spell on, you know, YouTube and you don't kind of read through it and kind of set that intent ahead of time, you're probably going to have piss poor results. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it definitely ties into this idea of like energy coagulation or something like that, where it's best to focus on the feeling of what you want, not necessarily even the process of getting there. You know, you can like say these words like, oh, I have all the money I need while you're still feeling uneasy and worried about money in your spell, but that's actually not going to accumulate the energy in the way you want to release abundance blocks and actually bring in what it is you desire. It's really about being in that place of feeling it, feeling and visualizing. Do you agree? Or yeah, Exactly. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the next step is it kind of goes hand in hand. It's, you know, gather your tools and ingredients ahead of time. 
so that once you go into your spell, you're able to focus on what you're doing and you don't have to break that energy, that connection to go, oh, well, you know, I forgot this or I need this crystal or whatever. So yeah. it just it's just about preparing and, you know, kind of like knowing your spell, just giving you a leg up in that the the groundwork so that when you focus all your energy and all your intent and not have to worry about what you forgot or you aren't forgetting or whatever. Yes. Yeah. So. Absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, a simple thing. It, it kind of goes without saying, but I think if somebody's new to spell work, it probably is not that simple. Yeah, that's a really good point. And it kind of ties back into this idea of just being in the flow. You know, that's- once you get into that energy, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I just choked on my own spit. Very sexy. <laughs> One thing that Amy Cesari talks about, where is it? Oh, she talks about this step called raising energy. And she says the point of raising energy is to channel the universal magical forces you tapped into through previous steps in your, in your spell, which includes preparing the ingredients and things like that. And she talks about how it can be fun and you can sing and dance and chant and meditate and do breath work or whatever vibes with you but we've all been in a place uh, outside of spell work where we're like having a really good time and something kind of interjects that energy and it takes mm-hmm. us out of the moment and if we're looking at everything in regards to spell work as a viable incarnation of energy that we can use in the magical realm it makes a lot of sense that just having your ducks in order is going to be profitable in your culmination as a spellcaster, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I think that we, so for me, I am a bit scatterbrained. So we love it. I am too. (laughs) So going through these steps and just kind of getting clarification, it makes sense for me. And it's like, okay, well, you know, yeah, I, I should do that. It just kind of really clarifies things for me. Um, to, to just remind myself and, you know, I kind of look back at my steps before I do a spell or a ritual or anything just because I'm like, oh yeah, it kind of gets me in that mindset and that mindset allows me to create more intent. Yes. But I also want to let people know that at the same time, you don't have to use any tools. You, know, you, don't, you don't have to use anything it you know like you said it's about energy so as long as you have that energy you're going to be successful but like we said for me I like to stack the deck in my favor yes so if I have access to those tools or crystals or herbs or whatever that I feel in that spell uh, obviously I'm going to use them it's not necessary but you know it kind of is that safety net of well, I have this, so it's going to be better. And it gets you more into that mindset and it raises your vibration. So it's yes. not necessary, but, you know, it. I don't want to say the placebo effect, but because it does have a purpose, but it can kind of create the placebo effect as far as raving your... Yeah, and, and the placebo yeah. effect, that's a really good point you bring up because if, if you guys think about it, the placebo effect is magic working even in the scientific field. 
for magic to be as powerful that the scientific field can't deny it, that's an incredibly powerful thing. That means that the human mind and the human consciousness created a vibrational field where healing or intent could manifest in spite of scientific background, knowing that whatever chemical initiator wasn't applicable at the time, that's magic in the scientific realm. Very, very powerful. Absolutely. So uh, let's yeah. see the next step that I go with. I, I ground um, mm. for, for me, the next two steps, but I kind of separated them podcast. So grounding and then followed grounding. I do cleansing. So we're just going to touch on the grounding part. So grounding mm-hmm. is for me. That's, that's to get my thoughts in order. And to keep my intention pure. And I don't mean that in a sense that, okay, you can't do, you know, you can't, you can't have a negative energy. That's not what I'm saying. It is just to keep my intentions pure to what I'm doing. So if I am in a mood where I'm like, fuck that, you know, and have that energy, that's what I go with. But the grounding is just to keep my intention pure. So I'm not going in seven different places because that's how I work Um, yeah so it just helps me clear my mind and it allows me to get my motion my emotions in motion and in check um I read an excerpt from a blog that said you need to remove your emotions from magic and I was like that makes no sense (laughs) because without emotion you don't have your vibration and energy yeah that's such a powerful electrical conduit (laughs) yeah I kind of giggled at that and I just wanted to bring that up because uh, yeah I think that's it sounds like yeah another really beautiful thing I'm so glad you brought you brought up grounding grounding and centering also prepares you to use the energy from the earth the elements in the universe um according to amy cesari most witches agree that if you skip these steps you'll be drawing off of your own energy which can be exhausting and ineffective as opposed to grounding and centering both before and after spell which allows you to be plugged into the magical energy of the earth and universe versus quote unquote like drawing off your own batteries and i think that's a really beautiful kind of material not material as in like superficial but like we're dealing with the material realm of where energy is manifested it's like let's go ahead instead of like i'm thinking of a car it's like all right you know let's not be draining our batteries let's just tap into the universal mother when we're doing this spell and she will be there Mm -hmm. yeah exactly like you said you know you have the capability within you to do it but, like I said, stack the deck in your favor. Why not? If there is a tool, it's, it's something you can use. Why not? Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this then, is such a good episode. I'm digging it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Then I personally move into cleansing. So cleansing is more about the energy and the space for me. So whether it's the space I'm cleansing at, you know, when I cleanse, I kind of cleanse everything myself, the space, um, the tools, the energy, just everything. So this allows me to remove any unwanted energy or, uh, you know, spirits that may be hanging around that may interfere with your spell work. Yeah. Um, Those spookies. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, 
and it's not necessarily that it's a bad thing (laughs) but at the same time what if you get something that you didn't intend because you've got somebody hanging around who you're like oh you know yeah yeah absolutely it's about clarity of intent I think exactly and it the grounding and the cleansing kind of like I said go they're almost the same but for me the the grounding gives me a lot more clarity to create that intent and set those goals and then tap into things and then cleansing is like an extra you know it's like sweeping and then mopping kind of thing yeah yeah absolutely then the next thing I do is cast a circle and there's a lot of different I guess traditions on this um, you know, a lot of people aren't really sure about what a casting circle is. Um, but for me, it's just a space and it can either be marked out physically or metaphorically, um, but a space for the, let's see, practitioner either to contain energy and form a sacred space mm. um, as a form of, let's see. I missed a spot. Okay. Sorry. Remember guys. when you remember. Energy or form a sacred space or both. Can't read your handwriting. That's bad. <laughs> Story of my life. But so for me, it's more of a just a step. And it's, uh, I hate this formality because it's really not it just is when I when I'm being really formal and I really want to get that intent out there there again stacking the deck in my favor you know yep. that's when I go to a casting circle guys when I do a little bit of spell work the casting circle it's a lot of work it's a lot of energy so it's not like I do it every single time yeah but creating a casting circle it's just when it does give you a place to contain that energy yeah it no does, that's it kind of go ahead is sorry a boundary kind of thing yeah 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 it, it's from what I'm getting from what you're saying it's a container to collect the energy of uh our spells and it also sounds like they're protective um with the circle of like white light elevating our space and spell to the highest vibration and clearing out negativity that may be getting in the way before we get like begin absolutely that's exactly. And like I said, it can be metaphorical. Like you could just sit down and meditate for a minute and just imagine an orb of white light completely surrounding you and encircling you. Um, I like to physically do a casting circle. I like to physically draw the circle out. You know, traditionally you cast your circle and you, you know, trace the circle three times in a clockwise circle. Um, I may do that. I may skip around. I may just spin around. Uh, maybe put some salt out. You know, it just kind of depends. Ooh, I'm a on... big fan of salt. Yeah. Yeah. It just kind of depends on what you're doing. Um, but a simple circle, you know, you can draw draw a circle in the ground. The As far as Wicca goes, you're supposed to have like nine foot circle. I'm not measuring that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
spell work is already so much. So I'm going to eyeball it and just do what I'm comfortable with. Here at home, I have a giant fire pit. Beautiful. I kind of make that the center, maybe offset a little bit, just because I like the element of fire in my spells. Not always, but most of the time. Um, So you draw your circle, put down your salt or whatever, and then normally you use your directional, um, the four, the, the directions that correlate with the different elements. Yeah, calling the quarters. Right. And normally, you know, they're marked with candles and some people do colored candles for the different elements or candles and something to represent that element. So you can kind of get creative there however you want. Yeah. Is it okay? Um, I actually came across this really beautiful because uh, one thing I love about our podcast podcasts is I feel like we make witchery very user friendly where it's like, Mah! like, do what works best for you. There was one. Little prayer, yeah, there was one little prayer that I really loved in regards to invoking the elements or calling in the quarters that I'd like to read if it was okay. I think it's very intuitive yeah. if you kind of think about like the north is the earth. The south as fire, the west as water, and what are we missing? The east is air. So this prayer says, to the north, I call upon your power of grounding and strength. To the east, I call upon the source of knowledge. To the south, I call upon your passion and burning desire to take action. To the west, I call upon the intuition of emotion. To the spirit and source of self, I call upon your guidance and light. And for people who don't know where the pentagram actually originated, it's actually the four elements plus one more element, and that is spirit and self. And that makes the the head of the star. So I just thought that was really lovely. I don't know. Yeah. No, I think that that plays in exactly. And that's, you know, that's a good way to open your casting circle. Like, that's a fantastic prayer to bring in to kind of raise your energy and your vibration and set that intent and call upon to start your spell work beautiful to invoke as opposed to invoke (laughs) right so yeah you're invoking the spirit and all the elements you know just i guess that's another thing that can go with this is you know if you have a god or a deity or whatever you know when you open that casting circle, you can do it however you want. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we're talking, yeah. And we're talking about, we're not just talking about pagan deities or like goddess worship or things like that. Like, I think there are a lot of people who are Christian who can actually participate in this and they can call upon Christ consciousness and things like that. That's one yeah. thing about witchcraft that a lot of people don't understand is it's very inclusive (laughs) yeah exactly all you're doing is you are reaching out to the universe and and whomever or whatever you believe in and, and creating that open channel yes so if you only believe in jesus christ absolutely you know put that open channel of communication out there Generally speaking, unless I'm doing certain spell work for certain things, personally, just reach out to the universe. Yeah. Um, Just because that's where I'm putting my intent of, you know, for me, that's what works best. Yeah. I feel it's pretty, pun intended, universal. But But for me, that's (laughs) right. 
not as good as a dad <laughs> joke, but you know. <laughs> it's pretty close though, mama. Yeah. <laughs> so but that's what I do. But guys, remember, you get to do this your way. Yeah. It it's your way or the highway. Yeah. I love that. So All right. Yes, keep teaching us. I'm learning so much from you. I'm fucking loving it. After the casting circle, that's when I personally go into the building energy phase. Okay. Um, Or I don't want to say creating energy, but yeah, building energy. Um, Raising energy. Yeah. Up level, whatever you want to call it. Up leveling energy. (laughs) Um, But for me, it's creating that energy, but also keeping my focus and clarity in what my end needs to be. Yes. Um, because, you know, obviously I'm a little scatterbrained and I can get off track very easily. So this is one of those where it's really important for me to just stay focused. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't want to say I go into a trance or anything like that, but I really try to take a few minutes to just focus and remain centered mm-hmm. um, as I start start that energy flow. Yes. Uh, and then, you know, whether it's dancing or singing or chanting or whatever to really get your energy going, because like we said before, emotion is a form of energy and it's probably one of the most intense yeah. forms of energy. So if I'm so, if it's something like I'm really passionate about, sometimes I just am like out there talking to myself, and I'm sure my neighbors think I'm ranting and raving. But <laughs> it's just a way to create that flow of energy, and there's really no wrong way to create that flow of energy. Yeah. So, yeah. Once you have your energy, then you you know you actually start your spell. Um, you know whatever it may be. Uh, you know, and, and just make sure that, like we said, you have your, your things accessible and do your spell steps, whatever they may be. Um, and a lot of people ask, like, when you do a spell, what are you doing? Well, you are either trying to create something for yourself, maybe someone else. Maybe it's a spell to create a protective amulet. Maybe it's a spell to create a healing brew or whatever yeah you are you're putting all of that energy into something yeah yeah so, mm-hmm. yeah um i wrote down and this is so funny <laughs> i wrote half assed creates half assed <laughs> 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 to remind myself like if you go into this with being lackadaisical and not like not believing it and not being all in it you're not going to get everything out of it yeah yeah you know it's interesting it reminds me so Terrence McKenna he's an amazing philosopher he was one of the predecessors of the modern uh, psychedelic movement when it came to expanding consciousness and connecting to source and he talked about the state that he went into and for Terrence McKenna because he was on psychedelics he was actually encountering um, what he called the oh fuck 
self-transforming machine elves or something like that. Uh, and he was talking about how he ended up moving into this pre almost prehistoric modality of language where he was just able to use language to kind of um, fluctuate and create this this language of energy and source that was beheld and not seen or and beheld and not heard. So the reason I'm going into this is because in my most intense levels of spell work, when I've kind of let myself go, I found that I've been able to kind of let my language go. I don't know if you've experienced this, if you're like out in nature or something like that. And you kind of just like, you can let your language almost go. And it's just, you're, you're talking in this kind of beep boop language and it's like, and I feel very called to bring this up in this moment because I feel like in the, the sequence of spell work as witches, as warlocks is also this deep intrinsic knowing and connection to source to let go and let be. So when you infiltrate or you implement your different spell work it's okay to go into these spaces where you're essentially just like roaming around a fire and like speaking gibberish and things like that and just really feeling feeling your spell and the most powerful spells I've ever done the ones that have worked in a way that's like mystical to me have always been in a place of that abandon uh, yeah I mean so what I'm kind of picturing is, okay, life that where I'm not so witchy, uh, my day job, sort of speak. I work a lot with equine, obviously. Um, yeah, horses. Yeah. yeah. So for me, I work a lot with physically and intellectually handicapped veterans, uh, victims of domestic violence, Um at risk so beautiful cat so oh. something that i teach them is horses don't know talking you know mm. that's not something they're familiar with horses know body language yeah no body language the earth knows body horses don't read you know how to train a horse 101 they read your body language so what i'm really beautiful. getting through that what you're saying is that it goes back to almost we're speaking to the earth through our body language that that's yes. that is what kind of language we're using so it's not that you're not using a language you are very much using the most intense and old form of language there is and that's just body language and just connecting to the earth and being with the earth and moving the way that the earth moves yeah, that's so beautiful. Can we talk about how you're a hero for a minute? I'm just going like, to give you some applause. Thank you so much for your healing gift to this world. Like, that's fucking beautiful, what you do with horses. <laughs> but no, I, I, yeah, I absolutely love that. And I think that you made that definitely more digestible. But yeah, it, it very much is. It's, it's a returning to this body language of connection. So yeah, yeah, I just wanted I to mean, add that about a whole bunch of long time ago when we didn't really have a language we just did and we knew that you know call it your heart or whatever your soul your being that this was the way of creating and getting that energy to do what we need it to do yeah. so 
I mean, witchcraft has been around for since the beginning of time. Yeah. It just was not acknowledged as witchcraft. I mean, you know, people have been putting energy. We think about the witch doctors and all these things. All it is is a form of using that energy to create what they needed it to create. So, yeah, I mean, that, that really just opened my eyes a lot when you said that because I was like, holy shit, that's, yeah. That oh, sense. thank you. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. I'm glad it wasn't a bit too, like, trippy. <laughs> no, to- no. I think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, as people, we we put too much into things, I think. So stripping it down to the bare basics makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Ah, you're the best. Holy fuck. Okay. <laughs> so let's see. After after you do your spell, um, I like to just give thanks and, you know, bless my work and, mm. and thank the universe or whatever deity or, you know, whoever I'm working with. Bless it just every aspect of it, you know, if I'm using tools, bless that and just, you know, just be grateful that opportunity to create the energy and, and do the spell work. Um, yeah. I think as people, we forget that aspect, which is we are intuitive and, and thankful for the elements and things like that. But I do, it's, to me, that's probably the most important part. Um, is just giving thanks because it's allowing me to create more than I could have alone. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. Well, one, one really beautiful aspect of gratitude is it's an abundance or it's a block clearer. It's a, a clearer of blocks in and of itself. It places you into the space of rest receptivity as opposed to some kind of lower vibrational like fear modality or something like that. That's one thing I've learned where me personally, I've been really trying to heal abundance blocks. We've talked about it on a couple of podcasts. And I found that when I put myself into intense places of gratitude for the universe, like, like things flow freely to me in a much more sequenced manner. So, yeah, definitely yeah. a time. Um, let's see. And then after, after you know, I bless and give thanks, then I close my casting circle. Um, you know, if you go with the traditional three counterclockwise or three clockwise rotations to open, whether you're drawing a circle or whatever, then it would be three counterclockwise rotations to close. Mm. Um, sometimes I completely like erase the circle. It just kind of depends. And just simply saying, you know, simply having gratitude for the circle to provide it protection and things like that. You know, you can just say, thank you. And you were of great service to me. And thank you for allowing me this time. And, you know, that's the thing. Um, so it's, it's like not a huge thing you have to do but just kind of one of the steps um, yeah yes kind of what I have so yeah and absolutely like all in all I feel like any listener that we've had kind of 
resonates and reverberates with the amount of energy built over the course of the spellcasting ritual. There's a lot of depth to it and a lot of beauty. And it's also fun. Like, holy shit, I think so much of wish like witchcraft is fun. <laughs> it's you the ability to cut loose and just enjoy it. And so going back to the spell casting for a second, you you don't have to go outside, you don't have to do anything. You can do it right from your bed and just create that circle through light and just envision that aura around you. And then when you close the circle, envision the aura getting smaller and smaller and smaller until it just disappears. So it's, yeah. it's quite simple. Um but it can be as complex as you make it. And that's kind of where we go back. It is what you make it, you know, my buffet style approach to things. Um, sometimes I don't want to go outside or sometimes, you know, I don't want to, sometimes I just do a spell in the shower. Yeah. Um, I love sometimes that. it's about convenience because let's face it. Not all of us have hours to dedicate to a spell or a ritual. It just doesn't. Yeah that's not life if you have a busy life you don't have that time um so sometimes it's really about convenience you know a spell doesn't have to be super in-depth a spell can be as simple as a prayer a prayer more passion yeah it really is that simple yeah that's so beautiful one last thing i wanted to add in uh, that Amy Cesari talks about after like closing your circle and like cleaning up act in accord she says once you cast your spell you've got to take action you can cast a spell that you become a best-selling author but if you never write a book it's not going to happen so you need to take action towards you what towards what you want to open up the possibility opportunity for it to come to you and one thing I wanted to mention is like often it only takes one tiny step like one tiny action in the material realm for that energy to get flowing but I definitely felt like that called out to like your modality, especially as a life coach and taking responsibility for up leveling and things like that, where it's like, okay, I cast a spell for something, take an action afterwards and see what the universe brings you and it will surprise you. Absolutely. And, and to go along with that, sometimes, like you said, it, it's one simple action. Sometimes the universe is like, well, you're asking for a big thing. So, you yeah. know, you want to make a billion dollars. Well, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. So just take little don't, steps. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't get discouraged if you don't see results right away. Because <laughs> a lot of times it takes to create that. Oh, I'm at a loss for words right now but the material manifestation of your spell that (laughs) yay so sometimes it it takes a while and sometimes sometimes you're gonna find that you feel your spell did not work well that's not always true maybe it worked but not the way you thought it would Ooh, that's a really good point. One thing that Amy Cesari says is, what if your spell doesn't work? She says, it's true that not all spells will work, but sometimes the results just take longer than you'd like, so be patient, or sometimes they materialize in a way that you wouldn't expect. 
If your spell doesn't work, you can use divination or meditation to do some digging into reasons why. The good news is your own magic, power, frequency, and intention is still on your side. You can try again and add more energy in the direction of your desired outcome by casting another spell or give it some deep thought. What else is at play? Did you really take inspired action? Are you totally honest with yourself about what you want? Are there any thoughts or feelings about your spell that feel off? Are you grateful what you for what you already have? Can you give back or reciprocate with service or energy? And I absolutely love that because ultimately the universe does outweigh all of our manifestation desires. Like the universe knows better than we do. And it for sure that just is. I think <laughs> that also goes back to pretty much like kind of our underlying thing is it's all about self-growth in the long run. Yeah. And magic magic teaches us so much about ourselves. Yeah. About when we talked about the tarot cards. What what yeah. kind of growth and responsibility we talked about, you know, and, and in every aspect. Even last week talking to Anna, I felt through her artwork it allowed us to open up and be super honest with ourselves. Yeah. Sorry, I just opened the door. (laughs) Keep going. And create from a place of true and complete honesty. Yes. Uh, As a co-creator with the universe, I feel like I am always learning. And I am growing as a person, but also as a co-creator. I, every day, like I've really been on my, myself and trying to get myself on. I feel like I'm derailed. So mm-hmm. I have a million things and I have so many different things. Like, so being a life coach, you know, I really want to step up in that aspect. Um, yeah. Ad and I have talked about some fantastic witchy retreats. We've talked about oh, yeah. uh, just so many things. Um, you know, I want to create some more like a baby witch revolution something where we have the the witches who aren't so on task yet and um yeah i want to write a book and i want to do all these things (laughs) but yes queen i feel like the universe is saying okay cat like you need to take a step back and understand that to do all these things you're gonna have to to get a little more organized so every day probably for the last two weeks you know, I have felt that weight of the universe pushing me to not financially become more responsible. Not that I'm irresponsible, but you know what I yeah. mean? Like get on that straight and narrow, but also aspect of my life. I feel like the universe is like, all right, cat, like you got to get serious. Yeah. And really starting to not consolidate, but put prioritize I guess yeah and, and instead of having all these ideas and wants how to put these things into action yeah. so personally I feel like the, the universe is making me more responsible and making me a better human being because it's making me grow and mm-hmm. making me get really honest and clear with myself oh I can't talk I'm like Whoa. No, I love it. I'm so fucking proud of you. You know, one thing that I found that's incredibly like healthy and beneficial for me 
is the the grounding priority that our weekly podcasts have taken. And I feel like very grateful to you. I feel very grateful for the podcast because it's like, no matter what, I know every week I'm grounding back into my witchy energy and we will have this bit of growth each week and that will elaborate into more growth. So that's one thing I'm very, very grateful for, for you and for the podcast is like no matter what I can always like channel back in I can connect back in and it's like okay we're going to have this thing materialized in reality and I I know for me and I know for you we're both incredibly passionate about the podcast like I I look forward to it every week I'm so grateful for it and I'm so excited to see where it leads both of us Like, not only because, like, we have, like, you have your own, like, separate things, you know what I mean? Like, life coaching and things like that. But, like, we are. I'm manifesting it now. We are going to do retreats. We're going to have all of that manifested. And I'm just so grateful because, ultimately, you guys, it was Kat who reached out to me and said, do you want to do this? And I was like, say yes to the universe. (laughs) So, yeah, I I can, like, I don't know. The other day I listened to our first podcast again. But through the group that we use to create the podcast and just listen to all of the truck noises and the dogs barking and just all of the things. Yeah. And giggle at how far we've come. But I'm so thankful that, one, how many listeners we have. We have, like, somewhere between 250 and 400 listeners. Oh, that's amazing. So, <laughs> that's a lot. That's, yeah. that's an insane amount. And uh, I'm very thankful for you guys. And uh, yeah, the outlets are. that you have provided me. Um, because I don't think that I would be as passionate about my spirituality as, like, I just wouldn't be as open about it. Um, yeah coming out on the podcast I gosh I feel like I'm like coming out of the closet which kind of you know whatever (laughs) (laughs) it has allowed me to say you know what screw the stigma like for the most part I'm a fairly private person and it's just kind of but I even like posted on Facebook about things that I would never post simply because you know there's people on there that would be like oh my gosh what and yeah like Fuck this. I don't care. If you don't like it, there's an unfriend button. <laughs> so the podcast has allowed me to reaffirm myself and to stand up and say, no, bitch, this is me. <laughs> so I'm very thankful for that. And then I know that my significant other is super thankful because after the podcast, then I go in and like clean the hell out of the house because I can't sleep and I'm super excited. And, you know, so <laughs> there's that. <laughs> oh shit oh I just love you so much I'm so proud of you Kat I'm so fucking proud of you I'm proud of us I yeah. think I think um probably wrapping it up is there anything else you feel very called to speak about was there a spell wait was there a spell that you did that was really powerful Do you I will- sure? Sorry. yeah um you know so for me I did a cord cutting spell after I left my ex because he was a narcissistic power draining jerk yeah and I still felt called even though I 
contact off. I still felt called to bend to his will kind of thing. Yeah. So I reached out to my favorite mentor and I was like, look, I'm an empath. And he's just, he sucks me dry even being in his presence. What do I do? And she said, well, have you tried shielding? And I was like, yes. She's like, okay, do a cord cutting spell. And I was like, oh, tell me more. Yeah. And I did a cord cutting spell and it didn't work, but I was not ready to do it. So then I just got into that place where I was pissed off and I was like, no, you know, fuck him. I am better than this. I'm not going to let him ruin my life. And finally, when I put that emotion and that true intent into it, things changed. So, So yeah. So beautiful. Kat, you you are like the real MVP of like healing after narcissistic abuse. Like we're going to have like fucking shirts and shit. (laughs) Like, yeah, Kat. That's fucking bad. You know what it took? It took a lot of looking at myself and saying no more and like I still have a whole lot of baggage and like uh, my self-esteem and there's still a lot of things that are affected because of that but I'm done to let somebody control my life and let somebody make me feel like a lesser human being and yes there was a quote that said, nobody can make you feel inferior without your consent. Yeah, that's um, fucking Eleanor Roosevelt. And I, I felt like when I said I do, I consented to everything. Mm-hmm. And when I took that power back, I was like, no, motherfucker. Absolutely not. <laughs> I was my ex has the nastiest attorney. Like, she is... Ugh. She's like the scum of the earth. And they know that if they can get me emotional, I will break down. Yeah. So, and she's just, like, if there was one person that could be the gum on the bottom of my shoe, it would be her. Oh, gosh. And she's just a horrific human being. But I changed the screensaver to my phone when we were in mediation or not in mediation but just one part of our divorce process and you know it had that quote on it and like I was getting really upset and like starting to cry and uh, yeah so finally I just looked down at my phone and like instantly it like everything turned off and I was like no bitch like you were just yourself yes and you know I, I just kind of flipped everything and I was like no no and just stopped getting emotional and when I took back the power that was that. And that's, guys, that's kind of it's about taking back the power. And using yes. it for, for your will instead of everybody else's. So Fuck, I'm like dancing in my room in my robe right now. I'm like, that's so fucking badass. I'm so proud of you. You're like, bitch, no. Fuck you. Oh, Kat, you're a fucking hero. And you, like, what you just talked about, I feel like, is going to help so many people. So thank you so much for your fucking light and your life and your love. We love all of you unconditionally. Is there anything else you feel called to speak about, Kat? I don't think so. I think we're (gasps) wrapping it up. Yay! You just uplift my heart so much. I love you unconditionally, and we will talk to everybody next week. And Kat, fucking bomb-ass episode. I loved it. (laughs) I agree.
<laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Right. Bye.